People like, I'm on the edge, the edge. Because it just sounds like it, doesn't it? It sounds so, it sounds you, so good. Like, you lied to me. I was hot. Hot. <laughs> I think that- characteristics that you can identify in God's chosen elect people is that they keep the commandments of God. Yeah? Like in comparison to the first one where everyone's like, did it light and bubbly? Yeah. And they're like, right. So this is what the beast is. <laughs> <laughs> So just in the same light, it's the same thing for us. We have to prepare for this final crisis, okay? We don't know when our bridegroom, which we now know as Jesus, is coming back for us. You know that you've been deceived if you look at a relationship with God to be restricting. Hi everyone, you're tuned into Virtuous. I'm here with your lovely host, Ira. Oh, okay, (laughs) unexpected. I'm here with the magnificent, wonderful... Formidable. Is God here? Oh, well. (laughs) I pray that he is, and I'm sure that God is watching over us. But I was referring to my lovely co-host right here on my left, Michelle. I'm going to be very Christian. I'm just, you know, I'm just a humble servant Mm, of the Lord. I see her little tongue out. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for joining. I cannot believe this is the last episode of this quarter. Wow. I think this is how many episodes have we done? 13. 13. This is our 13th episode. And can I just say it has been a tremendous experience, Mm -hmm. a great learning opportunity. And I just, I can't believe that we're 13 episodes into Virtuous. No, me neither. The the fact that we even felt impressed and actually acted upon what we felt God was leading us to do Mm -hmm. is a testimony in itself. Yeah, and I just, I just, <laughs> I just thank God for strength, for wisdom, and and for giving us the tools and the resources mm. to make this all happen. Heavy on the tools and resources, guys. This, there's there's money involved in this, you know. <laughs> there's effort. There's energy. There's time. Mm. It's not just you know this episode happens out of thin air. It required a lot of effort from myself, from Michelle, and from our lovely, our very, very special near and dear to our hearts. He's fantastic. And he's going to, don't, Alex, Mr. Sound Engineer, please do not remove our shout out. Because he keeps, he He keeps 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 removing this whenever we shout him out. He'll, bruv, if you delete this right now, big up our sound engineer, Alexander, Johnson. No! I'm going to give his full government, yeah? Search him up because, uh, oh, I don't know actually if you'll be able to find him no. because there's a lot of Alexander no, Johnsons. Not, yeah. But he is the one and only virtual You're doing sound too engineer. much. He's definitely removing this. Yeah. Just so you know, he's definitely <laughs> Look at his eyes this. roll right now. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Before we even get started, Michelle, mm-hmm. would you like to do a prayer for us in of our course. final episode of the quarter? Yes, and I think the prayer I'm going to say is just going to really nicely close the whole topic of Revelation, which is I pray that you are no longer, you no longer have the spirit of fear or... Ooh you know, be scared of revelations, but instead be filled with a spirit of boldness. Yes. When you now realize what the truth is. Inspiration. Mm. That when you study this, you study it with uh, an open mind, an open heart and jubilation that surely the second coming of Christ is nigh. Nigh? There we go. That's Wow, using even old words. Yeah, man. I like it. Thank you. Right. And then... After our prayer, shall we go into the challenge? 
How was your virtuous challenge? Go on, give it to me. Okay, so I had told Ira that I wanted to go first. And the reason why I wanted to go first is because I don't want to share what a challenge is this time. I actually want the people who listen to share their challenge. So last week we said, if you've done a prayer list, just link a Bible verse or link Bible verses that go with your prayer list. Now, you don't have to tell us your personal prayer. It's fine. You can keep it yourself. But what we're going to do, we're going to open a little either Q&A or something um, of your favorite Bible text that you use. So if you can just type it up on our podcast, if you're on Spotify, if you just scroll down and just, you know, give us a little comfort or encouragement, not comfort, encouragement by sharing your favorite Bible text that you used either in your prayer list or just your all-time favorite. Just share because you never know who you'll be able to touch. You could even inspire and encourage me and Michelle. Mm. So... Please don't miss out on that opportunity to bless us. But I, what I will say, uh, obviously, the the virtuous challenge for this week was to write a prayer list and the part two of it to include any scripture that would be complementary or reinforce what it is you're praying for. Mm-hmm. And and what I mentioned to you last week, Michelle, was that I felt that God revealed to me that my prayer list was too self-centered and too safe. Mm-hmm. That was what. I feel God was communicating to me. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the scriptures that I fell into reading this week, and it was no effort on my part, it just came to me, was Psalms 139, verse 23 to 24, which says, God, examine me and know my mind. Test me and know all my worries. Make sure that I am not going the wrong way. Mm. Lead me on the right path that has always been right. Love that. And why I loved it was I felt that my mind was just so filled with myself in the sense that everything I prayed for was, you know, God help me in my career and my studies and my finances, et cetera, et cetera. And like I told you, I felt that he was really telling me bro who who who's really being impacted and blessed by what you are praying for because if it's just yourself you're thinking too small and i don't want to keep my prayer life in a lackluster mode mm. where it's just so dry for everyone else yeah i have a an amazing opportunity we all have the amazing opportunity and and the honor and the privilege to be able to carry everything to god in prayer mm. And that was the prayer, the scripture that really touched me. And and I kept consistently asking God each day, Lord, I don't even want to pray anything about myself. Tell me what I need to pray for. Reveal to me what it is I need to pray for. And I'm still constantly asking God for that because that was just such a learning experience for me. Mm, I so, love that. Yeah. So. Pray for one another. Exactly. There we go. So So this week's lesson is called ablaze with God's glory. And I was filled with so much energy from reading ablaze with God's glory. And in fact, we've been ablaze this whole week because it has been hotter than Barbados out here, bro. You've been there before? Well, no. Have you never seen that meme, that video? No. Okay, well, anyway, it's been so hot. What, 29 degrees at like 11? My poor little puppy as I'm walking her, she's like, I'm like, girl, have some decorum, Decorum. you know, move like a lady. Because the way she's huffing and puffing and we're walking past big German shepherds, 
<laughs> but it's so hot. Like, I don't remember the UK being this this hot this time last year. It was hot last year. It was hot. Yeah, it was hot last year. The reason why I remember is because that lady from Australia told us that, oh, I live in a hot climate. This is what you need to do. Like, if you're really hot and you live in an apartment, don't open your windows. Don't open your blinds. I did that one day. I almost cooked in my apartment. Really? Well, flat. Well, I was what, cooking. What, what are you supposed to do? She, she said, no. She said, don't open it because don't let the heat in. You know, just keep your house cool that way. But how do you how do you cool I yourself? I don't. I was just listening to the Australian who said she, this is normal to her. She lied to me. I was hot, <laughs> hot. I think last year was the first time the UK hit forties in mm. a long time, and I it wouldn't surprise me if I see the forties this, this summer. Yeah, I need to buy myself like tog number one of a duvet and like th- three fans in my room because. It is hot in here, as Nelly said. So when I was thinking about this title and reading the title, first and foremost, ablaze, right? Immediately tells me that something is burning fiercely. Something is alight. Mm. Something is ignited. What do you, what, like, I I immediately envision fire, you know, the works yeah it's with me it's not it's not i don't know how to describe it's not fire like i can't i can't describe it basically it's just it's it's magnifique Ooh, like it's passion passion, ablaze you know when when your like hearts ablaze like Mm. it i don't necessarily think fire from an external point of view i'm thinking more internal there's a fire within you there's a light it's it's burning it's ignited now when we're saying ablaze with god's glory glory i'm laughing because michelle before we started recording told me this funny story go on please don't tell i don't remember what did i say when we're t- okay so i i no, read a blaze gonna, with, no, no 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 you're not gonna do that no don't don't say her name just say okay yeah but <laughs> i'm laughing because michelle before we started recording she told me the story so obviously i read a blaze with god's glory the only song i know with the word glory in it is well secular song is lady gaga's <laughs> edge of glory <laughs> i'm laughing because michelle's got such a straight face at the moment anyway reading this title kicked me off in song you know i'm on the edge of glory and michelle said did you know? Go on, tell the story. Like, I, I, I can't remember who told me, but there was like, let's just say, there was an auntie who actually thought that was a, a gospel song. She was <laughs> like, I'm on the edge, the edge. Because it just sounds like it, doesn't it? It sounds so, it sounds you, so good. Like Glory yeah. is like a religious word, isn't it? Yeah. And so she was running around town singing Edge of Glory, not knowing that it actually wasn't. <laughs> A religious she was thinking, item in church. It? <laughs> she was thinking it was some uh, sort of religious song about God, but little did she know it's just Lady Gaga. Yeah. Gosh. Anyway, uh, glory means from when I dictionary searched it, but we also all know that mm-hmm. glory is is a big, big word in the Bible. But mm. it's saying here that it is praise, honor, or distinction. That's it. Oh, sorry. I was like, <laughs> I was looking at you like, okay, go yeah. on. Oh, or it could be two more. Wor- it's worshipful, praise, honor, Marvelous. thanksgiving, giving glory to God. Lovely. Perfect. Yeah. Like full, like complete. Like, I don't know. To, yeah. So, so what I feel this message should be about is just 
for each and every single one of us, but me and Michelle in particular right now, I'm feeling ablaze with God's glory, i.e. I, I just want to praise and give him shout out and all the accolades, all the honor, everything mm. to God and his magnificence, his brilliance, his radiating love and light. Amen. Love that. So getting into it for... Um, Obviously, as usual, our structure is running from Sunday until Thursday. And Sunday's lesson is entitled Preparing for the Final Crisis. Mm. I like the memory text that goes to that with that. I know last week I was asking you to read for me. I'm prepared this week. Ooh, you see, go growth. Mm. Growth. So 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 1 to 6 says, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. This is giving me flashbacks of like the first episode, first second. Mm. Anyway, let's continue. And they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in the darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Mm. I love this because I think the theme that we've been saying all this time is, you know, you've got a choice to choose between, you know, whether you're on Jesus' side or not. But more than that, now that we know, or if you've made the conscious effort to be on Jesus' side through your actions, through your choices, it's important then to then watch what's going on in the world, watch the signs that have been told or that have been spoken about, prophesied within the Bible, and just get yourself ready, be prepared. And when I was reading this, I remembered, I thought of the story of the 10 virgins mm -hmm, yeah. um, found in like, was it Matthew 25, I think. Matthew 25. Yeah, it is Matthew 25. So, you know, you know, five of them, they don't have oil and, and the other five do have oil. And then when the bridegroom comes, the five that are wise go in with him and then the five that are foolish have to go and look for oil and then they don't find and then they're locked out, etc. So go and read it. But even on there, like the last verse that says, um, Watch ye therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. But as always, when Jesus told these stories, he was telling them in a sense that everyone understood them. So I was thinking, why is why do I not know when my bridegroom is coming? This doesn't make sense. Like, Ira, you're getting married. Imagine if Alex says, yeah, Ira, I'll see you on my wedding day. And you're like, OK, <laughs> what day? He's like, don't worry. Just just, <laughs> just get ready. Like to us, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But Jesus was able to tell this story to them and it made sense. And I actually did a bit of Google. You know me. I like Googling. We love a Google We love search. a Google. Um, and so I went into the history, or not history, but Jewish weddings, right? And I picked up three specific things that actually happened. I'm going to attempt to pronounce these words. If I fail, please, you know, don't come for me. Don't don't cancel me. So three straight <laughs> stages. The first one is called kid Kiddushin, yeah? Which is basically a mutual commu commitment that, like, the wife or the woman and the man, they commit to each other. Like, yeah, you know, I love you. You love me. Let's do this. Similarly, similarly. Oh, gosh. Okay. In the same way, um, you have to make a commitment. God, Jesus is already committed to every single one of us. He's shown that by dying for us. Okay. He is on his side. He is committed. So it's now up to us whether we choose to commit to him or not. Okay. So that's stage one. 
Stage two is called um, which is basically the engagement, right? So now during the engagement, what happens is the bridegroom goes away and he has to build a place for him and his bride to live in, okay? So he has to like prepare a place or home or whatever it is, right? And usually this takes about a year to do. But he doesn't know, like, the bride won't know the exact day that he's coming. She just knows that, okay, it's getting towards that time. He's going to be here anytime soon. So during that year or however long period that he's away building this place for her, she has to get ready. She has to be, like, preparing herself to be a wife. Mm. In the same light, Jesus has gone up and he's, he's always... He's always said, he's already said he's going to prepare a place for us, okay, in his father's house. And we are on earth here. We need to stay prepared because we don't know what day our bride, bride, our bridegroom is coming. We just know that he's coming back for us. And then finally, um, they have a stage called Nisuyin, Nisuyin, which is basically the marriage. And this is when the bridegroom obviously comes back and gets his wife. So once I read that, the whole story of the ten virgins made so much sense to me that, okay, so that's why they didn't know when his bride, the bridegroom was coming, okay? Yeah. So just in the same light, it's the same thing for us. We have to prepare for this final crisis, okay? We don't know when our bridegroom, which we now know is Jesus, is coming back for us. All we need to do, we don't even have to worry about where we're going to live. Like he's, he's got all patterned. All we need to do is make sure that we are ready for his return. Amen. As we've read throughout this quarter and we've focused it totally on revelation and the three cosmic messages again for the running theme of this quarter, I have learned so much mm. rather than me. Initially, I was in a place of fear and 100%. a little bit of avoidance studying uh, yeah. revelation. But what has been revealed to me is that this is God's love letter to us. Mm. It's a it's a message about warning us. It's a message to guide us. Exactly. Encourage us. Exactly. Go on another one. I uh, know you were literally you like uh, uh, encourage us. Um, um, oh, no. That's it. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, uh, there's so many things that we can get out of Revelation though I think because of this heat and, and the room that we're in we're, it's a bit stuffy guys so um, yeah but I also just want to reiterate from what we were talking about in last week's episode where we're saying there will be a time of crisis mm -hmm. and we will experience deep despair mm -hmm. and a point of severe desperation and you know we're in when you're in that time when you're in that place you're driven to take desperate measures and take yeah. desperate actions right and, and one save of save yourself exactly and one of the things that we were alluding to essentially from last week's lesson is that a central focus or what's the word i'm looking for theme a fundamental piece okay. of the puzzle that we're talking about in terms of the climax and end times, the, the, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? The climax between good versus evil, a central piece to that puzzle is going to be the seventh day Sabbath mm -hmm. and the fact that there will be enforced and introduced in, in, in our societies this whole Sabbath observance, particularly on the Sunday, mm -hmm. which when we've traced it back, has stemmed from 
Roman empires and them trying to actually show their authority and that they could change this holy day. Yeah. I actually, again, going back to Google, if you guys just search the term blue law, have you have you tried that, Mish? You know what? I have a feeling I remember having this discussion with somebody. I just can't remember. Like, it's... As soon as you said it, it kind of, like, tickled my brains a little. But Ooh. go on, tell us. Well, like, blue law, just search it and see for yourself. But it's also known as Sunday laws, Sunday trade laws, and Sunday closing laws. All these things are apparently stemming from when Michelle talked about Constantine and that kind of era. Early Roman Empire vibes. Um, but Constantine, the Roman Emperor Constantine, was the first one, or first known, I guess, in history, mm-hmm. uh, to enforce that Sunday labor for apparent religion-associated reasons in AD thir- 321. But it's still something that's existent today because there are Sunday laws currently it's actually i think they're test running it somewhere in europe i remember i was having this conversation with my dad when i studied the previous one so all you need to do is literally search search for it and you will find what's going on and it it just it marries up so it marries up there's there's actually sunday laws here in the uk it's it's more considered sunday trading laws so for instance certain businesses can't run on sundays for whatever various reasons but you can be confident in assuming almost that this has stemmed from Roman Emperor Constantine and his evil intention. Well, it has stemmed from the devil, actually. Okay, yes, you're absolutely correct. This is kind of going back to your point that the mark of the beast isn't... The beast isn't just referring to the devil, but the devil could use various different agents... Mm, To carry out his work. People to carry out his work. Yeah. So that's something that we need to keep an eye on. And, and that's something that has been a running theme as we're studying in this quarter, three cosmic messages to look out for the devil and his attempts to deceive you and what you need to do to prepare for any deception or any calamities, essentially, any, any prophesied difficulties ahead. So when we're talking about preparation, I think this is kind of an obvious question, Mish, but you obviously talked about the 10 virgins mm-hmm. and and also you pulled up that scri- scripture that basically mentions that it will come like a thief in the night. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it says there to not sleep as others do. Mm-hmm. What What's that saying to you and how can you make sure you're not sleeping? Um, I think, okay, I actually wrote this down in my, in my notes. I think it actually says like to watch and be sober in the text that I read. But of course, yeah, it says watch and be sober. And I think it's, it's a spiritual watch, basically. It's keeping your mind alert to what's going on, (laughs) both in the world, but especially spiritually. Okay. Um, do you think this is a political question? I'm putting you on the spot here. When you're saying sober, do you also think that's referring to alcohol? I don't think it's just alcohol, to be honest. I think it's a lot, a a lot more than just Mm. that. Okay, because when you think about alcohol, when people, when you drink alcohol, people who drink alcohol is because they want to be relaxed and they don't want to think about what they're doing. They just kind of want to 
you want to have something to blame. You don't want to have accountability for your actions, basically. And so if, you, if you're not having a sober mind, it's almost the same thing. You're not taking accountability of the things that you are taking in or, you know, what we're listening to. I keep saying I'm, I'm trying very hard to watch what I listen to, what I watch, and etc. And trying to find a good substitute for that. But I think it, it's more than just alcohol. It, it goes way beyond that. Uh, I think it's, it's a spiritual soberness, if that makes sense. Mm. So we go on to Monday that is entitled Knowing Truth. Mm-hmm. We're reading here, as we've been saying all throughout, that God's final appeal to his people is to flee from the errors of Babylon and and this false teaching that has been introduced into our society and maintained in our society to the point where the majority are actually observing what God hasn't actually said to observe, Mm -hmm. aka Sunday churching versus Saturday churching. Mm -hmm. And again, this is like, I should have done a trigger warning before I said that. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm trying to condemn them or at them or throw any shade. I don't want no smoke. I'm purely reading off facts and biblical scripture. References, yeah. References, of course. It's never it's never just from what I know. I don't ever want to promote what I know. I always mm. want to promote what the Bible says. But don't listen to our research for it yourself because the Bible says that and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. It tells us that if anyone wills to do the will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority, which is John seven seventeen. And then finally, John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is the truth. So if you want to know the truth, you have the word. You have the word of God. You don't have to take what Ira is saying as Bible. In fact, we've constantly encouraged you not to take what we say as Bible, to fact check everything that we're saying, to do your own research, to study the Bible and ask God to really show you what the truth is. And I also just want to add that this urgent appeal from on high, from above, this isn't from us, but from God, that Christians and particularly God's special elect people, faithful followers that have been set aside, one of the things that we've read and studied throughout is Revelation 14, 12, which says, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Mm. No faith in Jesus, as we've said before, faith of Jesus. This for me is just a concluding message that I want to take away from this quarter is that we are one of one of the key characteristics that you can identify in God's chosen elect people is that they keep the commandments of God. Yeah. And so if you find that there's something in your character and the way you're living your lifestyle that isn't in complete alignment with keeping the commandments of God, if you don't know all of the commandments of God, as an example, that's just one example, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't know the commandments of God, you better find out, you better get to know and do kind of what we've challenged you to do before. Do a life audit. If it's not aligning, change your ways if you want to be, if you want to be God's elect. Yeah. And it's so easy for us to say that, isn't it? Just like change it. But tradition is so difficult to change. It's so difficult to challenge. Um, But we'll continue to pray for you. And we pray that you continue to pray for yourself. 
as you read and as you search for the truth. So we go into Tuesday's lesson that is called The Reformation Continues. I feel like we've kind of been we've kind of been on a reformation tour to be quite honest. We've been preaching to these people. Mm. Like a couple of our episodes I feel like it's been quite heavy. Like in comparison to the first one where everyone's like did it light and bubbly yeah. and they're like right so this is what the beast is. <laughs> <laughs> but we just want to end it on kind of like a nice note that you know you we we've told you what we've searched for and it's come straight from the Bible and I we say it with love. Okay, I think Ira constantly says, I'm not condemning you. I I want you to know the truth. And if you decide these girls are just talking nonsense, that's fair enough, because our job isn't to convince you to change. That's that's the Holy Spirit's job. Our job is to just point out. Yeah, Yeah. to let you know. Signposting, isn't it? That's it. So with this reformation is it reformation or reformation um, people pronounce it differently you know um we're I, just arguing about listen english is not it's not my first is it your first language i i don't know no because <laughs> filipinos learn english at the same time okay yeah so i can't tell english is not my first the most important thing is that you you're able it. to li- to understand what i'm talking about <gasps> reformation okay. reformation okay the reformation continues i'm going to go with that Obviously, as Michelle has said, it's not really our job to convince you. And we've already talked about some of the things we need to keep an eye out for, like what we need to be on guard for. Mm-hmm. But we've also said it before where the one of the key points of conflict between this good versus evil is who who is having authority in your life? Who mm-hmm. has authority in your life? Is it yourself? Is it? Satan is it whatever he's deceived you with or is it truly God that's something you need to understand for yourself whose authority do you actually follow God's or the beast power or even someone else's it could be your line manager for all I know Mm. you need to be careful with who you're actually following because once again when the last days come and we're, we're basically being separated, sheeps versus goats, as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. The question is, are you going to be a sheep? Are you going to be found to be one of God's elect or not? Simple as. And then when we go into Wednesday's topic, and I feel like we kind of covered it when we first started because it talks about God's glory fills the earth. And I don't think there's any word that can really truly describe what God's glory feels like or what god's glory will look like we tried to define it at the beginning and it's funny because when i was practicing when i was reading up for this lesson study i actually had to google like what is god's glory and i ran upon an article that says that's that's the same as asking someone to define beauty like it's so difficult to define beauty but you know what beauty looks like or you've been told what beauty is supposed to look like i feel like that's kind of similar to what god's glory is going to be it doesn't matter how many words i use to describe it to you now it's going to take for us to see it for ourselves to truly understand what that looks like and to be quite honest i don't want to miss the opportunity to 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 not just see it but to also dwell in god's glory Ooh, Mm. that was beautiful mish and I want to pull up Exodus thirty three nineteen that said, "This this is when Moses um, is see like God, yeah, mm. says to God, yo, bruv, show me your glory.' Exodus thirty three nineteen, 
He said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim the name Yahweh before you. I'll be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Mm. And if you do more studying and reading up on what God's glory is all about, you'll begin to kind of marvel at God's glory. Like you said, it's so hard. It's actually so hard to to say into words and describe what I mean by God's glory. You Mm. almost kind of have to experience it and encounter God for yourself. Mm. And even then, I I feel like because we're just sinful beings, I don't think we can ever comprehend what God's glory is like, what it feels like. Even I'm even stuttering because I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's so hard to put into words, isn't it? Mm. So even though I can't describe it, there's certain things that I look at that kind of are tiny, tiny indications of his glory. When I look at the world, when when you go away on holiday and you look at nature, just how beautiful it is. And if it's that beautiful, I wonder how glorious its creator is. I can't comprehend it, but at least I can I can kind of see it. it the world can point out without, of course, man's um, pollution and how we've kind of destroyed it. Putting that aside, the world can still point out how marvelous and how glorious uh god is i'm even smiling just talking about it because i'm even imagining it um yeah yeah. definitely and and um one of the simple descriptions of what god's glory is is just full stop his character Mm. the very fact that he sent his one and only son to save us sinners to die for us on the cross that's a love that we do not know is limitless is infinite is un it's just like i i have no words for it yeah that's god's glory it leaves you speechless one of the other things i picked up on was that satan a rebel angel right mm-hmm. has pronounced from even when he was from from the very jump yeah from the get go he was trying to say that god is unjust he's unfair he he does all this and that. He's demanding us to worship him, mm. right? Uh, but we don't get nothing back kind of thing. I feel like that was his argument from the very beginning. Mm. And this evil one declares that God's law restricts our freedom and limits our joy, which is one of the key deceptions that Satan is really trying to get you with. I've actually had people in my life say, It's so boring. Yeah. Why? Why are you a Christian? I or or they're like, mm. what, you don't do what you don't. What, you're so boring. Yeah, or they'll be like, do you know what? Yeah, Can't you think of it. When I first went to uni, I remember this clear as day. It was like the first week, and um, obviously everyone is new. We're getting to know yeah. each other, and I was outside. Freshers week. Yeah, freshers week. I'm outside our flat, and I'm getting to know the like the people around me, and I'm talking to this girl, and she's literally shaking, I'm like, are you, like, she's, you're wearing a coat, but you're shaking, are you okay, and she's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a bit high, I was like, what do you mean, she's like, oh, um, I just took drugs, but, like, nothing, nothing is serious, I just took cocaine, and I remember just, I was, I was there, like, like, what, she's like, yeah, I can imagine like, you throwing the wig in the air, <laughs> I didn't, I used to wear sorens actually at that time, so I couldn't. But I I remember thinking like, cause they she was saying it so normal. Uh, obviously, in my flat like 
the flat that I was in, I was the only black girl there, right? Right. So I was. It was the first time I was exposed to. Of course, I, I've like had white people all my life, etc. But it was the first time I was like living with them and exposed to that. And they used to talk about this like it was normal, and they'd look at me like, "What you've ne- you never tried cocaine? Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, that. Like, what does... do you mean? Like, you don't really want to try it not once, like just one time? I oh hate, my gosh, yeah. you're so boring. And it's, it's. It's what the devil wants us to think that like God doesn't want you to have fun. He just he's got all these strict laws of what you should do, what you shouldn't do, uh, the thou's and everything, and that's how he's trying to get us. If only you were in the room right now, because my head is just shaking in agreement. (laughs) It's like my head is heavy because that is how I've witnessed it too. Mm. Being in not in this world, but not of this world, Mm. right? uni life being young as well you are exposed to a lot of different people yeah different behaviors different cultures and i it really frustrates me when people normalize doing bad things mm. and then making it seem like you're boring or you're this and that mm. for not doing the same thing they're doing but we're yeah. not of this world that's it we're just in it and i i have had friends that told me Oh, it's nice that you believe in God, but like uh, religion is kind of scary. It feels a bit culty, this and that and the other. And they weren't just referring to Seventh-day Adventism. Just generally religion to them came across as quite uh, limiting and very uh, restricting as well. Yeah. But I feel like that's what the devil is. That's how he's trying to get you. That's how how he wants you to feel. That's how you get God. Exactly. Mm. And and. You know, we've talked about the warnings uh, that the devil is using different agents and different formats and platforms or whatever it may be. But it's apparent even in the TV shows and the music that you listen to. I I feel like anytime any religious kind of under th- themes, basically, in TV shows, like religion is made out to seem like crazy, yeah. crazy people. Any videos that you see of Christians, I feel like 80% of the time... <laughs> they're they're kooky people they're like you know what? i actually thought about that like when people are listening to the part especially like our other episodes where it was really deep on mark of the beast and every i was thinking i wonder if people are listening thinking oh these girls these <laughs> girls are crazy <laughs> i promise you right now if you meet us on the street we are not we're not crazy people i hope uh, we're not i mean the, we're just we're just different the, we're trying to be different yeah yeah and the the devil will get you because you you know you know that you've been deceived if you look at a relationship with God to be restricting. Mm. Because actually the word is freeing. It is rev- reviving, if that's the word. Mm. Re-energizing, restorative, uplifting. It's such a different experience that you you wouldn't even encounter it from anybody else on this earth. Yeah. 100%. It is in Christ alone. And I I can't re iterate iterate it enough. Thank you for finishing my sentence. I can't encourage you guys enough and and say it enough really that God is so transforming in in the most beautiful way. It isn't limiting, it isn't restricting. In fact, it's just so freeing. There's there's nothing more I can say about it. Mm. So, um Thursday's lesson, we go on to read about the lamb, the slain lamb. I like the question that's posed on there right at the end that says, why is keeping the slain lamb 
at the centre of our message crucial, uh, not only for leading others to it, but also uh, for your own spiritual life. And I think it's because, so I, I've encountered people who always say, I don't believe in Jesus, but I live in God, or I believe in a higher being. Like, you believe there's something, something up there, but you just don't want to put a name to it, okay? I'm not asking anyone. I'm just sharing my life experience. And I think that's another agent that the beast is trying to use against us to um, remove the whole concept of Jesus. Because if Jesus doesn't exist, then Jesus didn't die for your sin. If Jesus didn't die for your sin, and we spoke about it before, the reason why God uh, allowed all that to happen um, was number one to obviously fulfill what was in the word, what was already in the in the word. Sorry, um, but also because it was, you know, the devil was doing this character assassination, and it goes into free will. It's just a lot of things that are embedded uh, in Christ's death and resurrection, and his his death or his um, him dying for our sin. So I think that's one of the reasons why sometimes like the devil tries to kind of erase that aspect but actually it's so important for us to remember that because it's through Jesus that we are able to even one day dwell with God amazing amen Mish that's that's I I can't echo it enough and I I praise God for the fact that we were able to read revelation and understand what the three cosmic messages are Mm. all about I want to recap that the three angels message message number one fear god and give him glory amen message number and worship two the creator oh sorry yes yeah and worship the creator message number two message number two, babylon has fallen yes message number three uh whoever receives the mark of the beast there we go at the beginning of this, basically, I had no clue what the three angels' message was, even though it's been preached to us so many times. We we already said we didn't even want to like read Revelation, but you know what? I'm glad I went through this, and I, I'm glad I studied it with you. I'm glad I studied it with you, too. Yeah. It's been a real amazing journey and learning experience. Yeah. If there was, you know, as we reflect and think about what we've studied this quarter. Is there any key takeaway beyond the three angels message, which I'm so pleased now that I know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. And thank you, Michelle, mm-hmm. for riding it out with me. But is there anything that you think is just like uh, a key message and a key learning that you've taken away from the last three months? Um, every choice that I make is building towards the final choice. That's it. Literally, wow. that's it. Beautiful. How about you? I love that such a big question you see she was ready to at me asking me all these I wasn't big questions you. I wasn't at you it's I was... your turn now what about you Ira oh, it's so hard to actually say I think Ira's tired guys it's really hot in here and no I'm, I'm, I'm just left speechless I think my key takeaway is God always had a plan for us oh I love that that's actually nice you don't even have to say anymore yeah that's perfect God has a plan for us. That's it. Right. Oh my goodness. I can't believe this is the end of Revelations. At the beginning, I didn't want to do this. I'm glad I did it. But I'm also quite looking forward to whatever we're going to be doing next. (laughs) Hopefully it's Proverbs 31. I'm joking. Uh, But I'm looking forward to it. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting us. 
Um, Before we wrap it up as well, yep. we want to do our virtuous challenge okay. because it's not like we're going to be going away. Yeah, we're exactly. just we're just closing this chapter of revelations and the three cosmic messages for mm -hmm. this quarter. So a virtuous challenge that we want to set you guys is simply share this virtual episode with someone this weekend. Oh, I love that. Or if you, as soon as you you have heard me say this. Please go ahead and share it with someone because, you know, we would love to touch someone else with this word. Exactly. So, amen. Thank you guys for riding out with us. Yeah. We really appreciate it. And we hope and pray that our next quarter, you're going to be even more blessed. Amen. Bye. <laughs>